Good evening, good afternoon, good morning to you, whatever time you're listening to this show. Thank you very much for um, tuning into Conversations with Uncle Charles. And um, can I just say a very big thank you to you over the last few weeks? Uh, you know, you've been listening to this show. I've been getting feedback about how you're being blessed. And um, I say thank you. We're going to uh, do our best to bring you, um, you know, some of the people within our community, uh, personalities within our community who have excelled in their fields, various fields of operation. And um, today I am very honored. Uh, to bring your way um, a gentleman who's, I think, on his birth certificate, he's actually called David Kojuchi. Um, but we all know him as Kewa. Kewa, welcome to Conversations. Thank you, Uncle Charles. <laughs> it's great to have you here. And thank you very much for making time. I know you're a very, very busy man. Um, you know, every every minute. Uh, I don't know. How, how do you um, value your, um, your your time? Is it... Uh, what a thousand a thousand dollars per minute or is it per... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, honestly it's just um um let, let me know if or you maybe <laughs> you, you can't you can't you can't put monetary value on it yeah, but, can i can i just say thank you to you um for, for, for you know it's an opportunity to have a legend like you to interview me. Legend, I think that's a bit of an overstatement. Kewa, no, please no, br- bring it down a bit. We all know you're a legend. I mean, no, 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 no. Please don't do that because we might, we might just stop this interview right now. We'll, we'll stop that. But listen, it's, it's great to have you on here. Um, so, what, what do people call you? Uh, does anybody actually call you David? Um, well, few family people call me David. So that's that's quite personal. Then yeah. being called David is quite personal. But where where did the name Kewa come from? Well, well, I think the back in secondary school, um, uh, a group of guys just began to call me Kewa, and because I could just uh, do anything music without reading. Uh, in those days, when we were in school, we had people who could read music, um, you know, uh, but for, for people like us, we could just listen to what people play and play exactly the same. And I could play the drums at the same time, play the saxophone at the same time, play the guitars at the same time. And so but what they said was that means genius in house. I don't know how far that is true. I initially didn't like it. So... And you know the, the thing that they say, I mean, when you don't like it, and you say, I don't like it, that's when they call you the more. And so yeah, before I realized the kill was everywhere, and I had to just adopt it, and then they have to put my initials in it, Becca. But even though it doesn't really fix, I just took it. Well, it's, it's it's much easier than you know being called David 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 Chase, isn't it? Yeah. Ky is much easier, but that's that's what everybody calls you now anyway. And I think it has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Has a nice ring to it. So you've just told us that you are a multi instrumentalist. Well, if I was American, I would say multi instrumentalist. You play the keyboards, you play the guitars, you play the drums. How did music start for you? How did you get into music? Well. I think that very early when I was born, uh, uh, I, I, sh- I showed traits of it. My, my mom always said that I could, I could not to time, great timing. I could, 
at, at, at a very tender age, anytime I could cry and cry, the moment music is uh, played, I would, I would keep quiet. And even to the time when I was about three or four, I was analyzing music. I mean, like I could, I could perhaps talk about the drums and music, the keyboards and music. I mean, sound-wise. And so, uh, moving forward, my uh, uncle, um, my uncle actually believed in me, even though my father didn't like the idea. Uh, what he was seeing in me. My uncle always believed in me because he was also a musician. Uh, he was actually Kwame uh, Kuma's first drummer. You know. Oh, wow. The whole band, yes. And so he made a small drum for me at a very tender age. And I was beating the drum and I was playing on time. Yes. And I got to a time I began to beat my mother. She couldn't eat her so <laughs> And... <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty much that's how it started. And uh, they, they just knew that I would become who I am today. Well, I, I hope you send out a little check every month to your uncle, though. What, 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 what's your uncle's name? So, yeah, he's, if he's Kwesiche, but he's no more. Oh so, wow! Because I, I would, I would have given him a call and and asked him right. to make sure that that check <laughs> that check comes through every exactly. every month or every week. Exactly. Oh, wow! He, he actually yeah, owned a recording studio. He bought Isaac Hayes uh, or Tramode recording studio. Wow! Okay. Yes, okay. Created as wow. a sound engineer even before he passed on. Wow. Yes. So it's kind of been in the family, really, um, yeah, you know, I, I, even though your, your well, dad didn't really like it. Yes, the honest truth is that in my family, we're just two, me and him. And the reason why my dad uh, never supported me to do music was that, of course, orientation. We're taught that music uh, is the last to, to, to ever, you know, for everybody, anybody to, to adopt, apart from the fact that in the family, they uh, was not really popular, you know. So my, I mean, for throughout, my dad didn't just love the idea, but like I said, my uncle pushed and gave me the super support, you know. Even till uh, I mean, way back after secondary school and started doing music production in the old man city in like it all, he had my production on BBC. And then that's when we began to appreciate the, the, the gifts of my life. So what was this production on BBC then? Um, it was a, a song Samini uh, recorded with Mark Tonto. Right. Yes. Then, so, I mean, talk, talking about, you know, recording and you've just, you know, dropped one of the names there, Samini, who is one of the uh, most acclaimed multiple award-winning gospel not gospel artists from ghana <laughs> and, uh, yeah for uh, artists from ghana um you've recorded not just samini um but you've recorded the likes of um sako dear you've recorded um castro you've recorded a whole heap of people i mean you know whiskey whiskey You've done some stuff with Davido as well. Yes, I mean I recorded a song with Davido and then Castro, which never came out because of when we we, we couldn't find Castro anymore. You know, but the song is still sitting on my machine. Were you confirmed this? Were you involved in? Um, I, I would say it was 
Castro's biggest song, um, Adonai. Were you involved in it? No, Adonai actually doesn't belong to Castro. It belongs to uh, Sakode. Sakode. I was right, like, okay. oh, one of my sons, one of our uh, producers I trained, uh, produced that beat. Uh, but so, I, I, I produced uh, Castro's uh, uh, African Girl. The one that features are someone, John. Right, 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 right. UK. Uh, yeah. Yes. yes so, wow, wow. Well, if you've just joined us, we're, we're in conversation with Mr. David Che, a.k.a. Kewa. That's what everybody knows him as. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to find out where his musical roots are mm-hmm. and um, his journey into production so far. So, before you became a producer, were you kind of... Um, a standalone artist or were you part of a group? How, how was it before you became yeah, a producer? I, mean, I, I think that this, this is about, nobody has ever asked me this question before because I used to, we used to play in a band called Solid Rock. Uh, it was wow, a okay. band. Yes, and I was the drummer. Then I migrated to the keyboard. So I played drums and keyboard. I was a music director for church. I used to teach there uh, from the young choir to the adult choir. So I was teaching about four choirs in the church at the same time. I used to be a music director for a joint choir for uh, for, for many. I mean, I, I used to put together, put together and then, you know, music, blah, blah, like that. And so I, I used to be very busy uh, doing music till I actually uh, began to narrow down to sound engineering and music production. Even so I still, where, I still direct music a little um, sometimes. Okay, okay. So your your origins actually in music um, came from the church. Yes, primarily. Primarily from the church. Yes. So <laughs> tell me, because you, you've had a you, you're you're a bit of um shall I shall I say a bit of an enigma because um, you still do music mm. for people from the church, i.e. Yeah. you do you still produce um, some amazing gospel um, stuff. So, you've done in the past. You've done some stuff with um, the likes of Kwesiyo Ting. Mm. Yes, you've done. I mean, I think you've done. Um, some of Dinah Hamilton's biggest songs yes. as well. Um, who else have you worked with within the gospel fraternity? Well, I've worked for Neil Kine, worked with Neil Kine, worked with okay. um, uh, Daughters of Glorious Jesus. I've worked with... Um, Joyce Blessing. Joyce Blessing. I've worked with Anaya yeah, yes, that's MOG. We, yeah. we all know him now as yeah, MOG. Exactly, MOG. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Um, I mean, I've worked with a lot of gospel artists, you know, and yeah, a lot of It's interesting because I, I kind of um, described you as a bit of an enigma because yeah. of the extreme ends of the music um, spectrum that you work with. So we're talking about some of the biggest names that we know in gospel music from Ghana. And then we're also talking about some of the um, biggest names that we know um, from uh, from the secular music world in Ghana as well. Yeah. That kind of confuses me. Mm. <laughs> Now tell me mm. how how do you um, reconcile those two spectrums, or how are you able, as Kewa, the music producer, how are you able to switch between the two or fit between those two very broad genres well, and obviously kind of different as well? Okay, so um, 
I have always seen music production as one. Uh, mm. I've never discriminated when it comes to music production because I believe everybody uh, deserves a, 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 a bit of me or deserves to have great music, great sound quality. I mean, or deserves to work with me. That notwithstanding, I only make sure that the message of the music is is pretty clean. I mean, so that it, it you know doesn't suggest uh, you know uh, for people to go out there and then hate each other, or people go out there and then be promiscuous. You can see that, or um, and also on the other hand. Christian music and perhaps gospel music also. I, 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 I just separate ministry from that. You know, you understand. So it's an entity that is a production house that works for both. Uh, and my concept is like uh, a lawyer who's a Christian. Um, he, he, he doesn't work for only Christians. But he mm-hmm. Both. Uh, even Muslims everywhere. I mean, he defends thieves and all that. And so and that's, my <laughs> that's my concept. And that's right. Yes. And I know so, it's been very, uh, for lack of a better word, confusing for a lot of people. Even mm-hmm. me to a certain time where I realized that God really had a purpose for me doing this. And uh, I think that moving on, I can explain that to you. So um if if I can get you right mm. <laughs> you will, you will. <laughs> So if I get you right cuz you did mention something about ministry there mm-hmm. so I take it that for your work mm. your faith yes is quite important to what you do Exactly how you do it mm. And where you do it. Exactly. Can you can you kind of elaborate a little bit on that for us? Because like you said, you know, people might think, okay, there's a bit of um contradiction here. Yeah. Um, you know, so and and you've just explained to us that your ministry or your faith is quite important to what you do. Just just give us a bit a little bit of an elaboration okay, so on what that. What I'm one. saying is that my faith obviously is very important to me. I always compare to what Jesus did. Uh Jesus was uh, was always found with the opposite people. The purpose was always to transform and bring them to the saving knowledge of God or Christ. And so Jesus will travel for miles just to meet people who are not born again, people who don't know Jesus or who don't know God. Uh, unlike the religious practice where you are supposed to be at a place where unbelievers are not uh, and then we, we qualify it with, don't be equally yoked with unbelievers. But if Jesus was found with sinners and he warned sinners for Christ through what he did, I love what Paul also said. Paul also said that I become all things to all men that I may by all means win some. Paul did everything. Paul went heaven and earth just to win souls. I've been producing this, I've been doing this for 21 years. And when I started, a lot of people thought, I said, that uh, you become like them, they will win you. But I can proudly say that in this, there are many I've brought to the saving knowledge of Christ. There are many, I can I, I can say or mention on and on, many who have openly said that 
Now I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Many have changed their, uh, their, 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 their messages when it comes to music. Some haven't, but it's not for me to determine when they are going to change that or not, or, or whether they won't change at all. But per what I know, many have changed, many are now with Jesus. I've actually heard a few artists and I'm talking secular artists talk about the fact that, you know, when we were in Kewa studio, you know, we prayed about this, we did. And I, I think, you know, I think that is very, very commendable. Yeah. Um, cause oftentimes when you, f- people find themselves in some prominent positions or, you know, um, positions of influence and they are people of faith and they find it very hard or we find it very hard sometimes to to, I mean, to yeah to, to preach Christ and, and to declare publicly exactly, who we are sometimes unfortunately yeah. to find uh, you know the tongue speaking Christians people who have said we are with Christ we stand with Christ all the way but when they find themselves in their uh, their place of work. They, they don't even preach Christ. They don't say anything about Christ because they are afraid of how they will be tacked. You understand? Yet, when you find yourself doing that, uh, you will receive all kind of criticisms. You will be demonized, ostracized. They'll, they'll say a lot of things about you. But my policy and my point is that let us all do the work. If uh, where you're standing, you're winning souls, so be it. If what I'm doing, maybe what you're doing, what I'm doing, perhaps a very big man of God perhaps cannot do. But I believe that God has placed me in this arena for a purpose. And the results are lives have been transformed. If you ask a believer, most believers, how long have you been a Christian? We can boldly boast of that. Some will say 12 years, 15, 20 years. I've known Christ for 30 years. Then you ask a million dollar question. How many souls have you won for the kingdom? And they'll be found wanting. Some will be lying. Some will, will, will tell you the truth. That Listen, I've not been thought about this. I've not actually spoken to souls. And But the agenda is souls. Wherever you find yourself, the agenda is souls. The agenda is not to build yourself. Unfortunately, people think that Christianity is when... Jesus wins you, when you are one, you are placed somewhere, and he, Christ, will have to go back into the world and win another and bring the, the, the other to where you are. No, once you have been saved, you also have to exhibit the, 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 the capacity that is in you to also save others. So that is what I believe in. I have had people criticize and people fight uh, me for what I do. I've had colleagues leave me. I've had, I used to, I belong to a music group, but when I began to do this, they actually sacked me <laughs> from, because they thought that little guy Waira, you know, he's lost. But I never gave up. Uh, if, 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 if you find me with these artists and I'm preaching Christ to them, you know, speaking to them about Christ, do you think that sometimes as Christians we misinterpret people's purposes or we kind of um uh we can have an attitude towards 
somebody because we don't really understand what direction they're going. I mean, based on what you've just told me, you know, here you are, you're doing what you have to do. And you did mention something about the fact that if you were um, a, a lawyer, you wouldn't necessarily defend people based on their faith or, 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 or in the same way, if you were a doctor, you wouldn't, when, you know, when your patients come to you, you work you not with ask, your patients. You will not ask not, whether now put yourself in yeah sorry go on no but but unfortunately christian christian Mm. do that and okay it's it's so sad you you, you were asking something put yourself in the shoes of the group or the leaders of the group that sacked you if you were in their group now and you were faced with another kewa Mm. or a situation of another kewa how do you think that should be dealt with for me um i would always uh, and i always do that i i i always look at the motive and the reason behind what jesus uses people to do and my 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 my, my every time this is what i say is it to bring people to christ or the other way around the disciples of Jesus were on their way to Jesus and they found people healing and then preaching Christ and preaching in the name of Jesus. Yes, they were not with Jesus, all right? Now, the disciples went to stop them and they went ahead to tell Jesus that we we, we, we found uh, these guys doing this. And they were even asking, should we go and stop them? And Jesus said, no, once they are doing this in my name, let it go on. I know, I'll give you a typical example. I won Black Rasta. You know Black Rasta? Yes. I won him for Christ. And he used to belong to a, a Rastafarian group that they read the Psalms a lot. But he always went to church with, with them. And after he, he was won for Christ, he didn't stop. He was still going there. But this time, after their service, he would gather a few and let them know, no, what you're doing uh, it's not the right way. Let me actually show you the right way. And many black, and many Rastafarians are following Jesus right now because the guy was saved. And that was because he came to the Lord through Kewa. Yes, exactly. You see, and this is what the Lord appreciates. I tell you this, believers are excited staying in church and uh, 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 doing all the nice things in church. Yet, when it comes to going out to do that which Jesus left his throne to do, it's difficult for believers to do, all right? But in, in this, we ought to understand that it is segregation, not congregation. We are excited about the congregation and not segregation. But the agenda of Jesus was to leave his comfort zone and go and reach the lost, go to the lost. But those who are coming after Christ, they're excited about doing shows. There's a people where we're holding huge concerts and expecting unbelievers to leave wherever they are and come to concert before you say an altar call to win them. Many of the times, the people we 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 we, we call for altar call, are people who have perhaps gone to one church or the other and they are still struggling with sin. But the real people who need Christ are the ones who are out there. Let me tell you this. I used to, I, I recorded this uh, this uh, Chinese lady. And the first day she came into the studio, uh, 
we'll be done with work. But I said a word. I said, let's say a word of prayer. We prayed. And then the moment I began to produce, it was an Afrobeat song. The moment I began to produce the beat, the Lord spoke. And the Lord said, that, tell her to stop taking that medication. Because that medication will kill her. And so I just turned and said, listen, the Lord said, stop taking that medication because it's going to kill you. And she was like, how? How did you know I have the medication I'm taking? And I said, let's say, stop it because it, it was the last one you're going to take and that last one will destroy you. And then she actually showed me the medication and said that she was pregnant for a Ghanaian guy and she was not, uh, you know, she was not happy about it. She wanted to get rid of it. Then I began to talk to her about Christ. But Charles, at a certain time when I said, do you know Christ? She said, who is Christ? Does he also live in this area? <laughs> yes, this, this, is, this is... Wow. Yes, does he also live in this? I've, I've encountered people who have not even heard the name Christ. You'd be surprised. And they are in the slums. They are not in church. You understand? But... Look at in those days when, when we used to go for crusades and all that. You see that anymore? We don't because we are. We think that it's about holding concepts. It's about staying in church and hear the man of God bring you seven dimensions of the, becoming rich. When the original assignment of every believer, once you are saved, you are supposed to go out there and preach the word. Well, it's, it's about, I mean, the Bible talks about the fact that we should be the salt and light, isn't it? I mean, you know, and, and, light. And this is what the people say every time. They will affect you. Uh, uh, I hear people tell me every time that this will, they will change you, they will affect you, they will transform you, and you become like them. How can darkness comprehend when light is introduced? That's why I tell them every time, you're light, you're the light of this world. How on earth can darkness comprehend once you're introduced? There's no way. You understand? And so do you... Well, I mean, based on what you've just said, would, would you say that is uh, dependent on your maturity in the Lord or how far, you know, you've come in the things of, of God? And that's why you can be bold enough to actually mix with everyone and you have an influence on them rather than them having an influence on you. Exactly. I mean, Paul says something. They that know their God shall do exploits, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. There's, there's a difference in believing in God and then knowing God. There are two different paths. Believing in God brings you the salvation that you, you receive from him. But after you have received him, you need to begin to know him. You need to begin to understand what he loves, what he wants to do, what he the, the things he doesn't like. And one primary thing Jesus always loves to do is for the soul, the dying soul to be saved. That is why the Bible clearly states that uh, um, um, the, the whole heaven rejoices when souls are saved. And so it clearly suggests to me that it is not when we are singing praise and worship here that heaven rejoices. It is not when somebody has been healed here that heaven rejoices. Heaven, including God himself, rejoices when souls are saved which means that it is the original assignment of Trinity, the original assignment of God, you understand? And so why wouldn't we or me follow the statutes of God? It's by, and the only way I can do that is by knowing what he loves, and knowing him. When you know him, you begin to walk in that direction, you understand?
Yes. Ah. yes, yes. I think I think you know so far with the conversation that we we we've had so far mm. um your the, the name of your record studio your record label now begins to make sense highly spiritual yeah was there any reason why obviously i think you've kind of given us an idea but why did you actually decide to call your record label highly spiritual you could have said anything you could have called it peace you could have called it uh i don't know anything you could have chosen any any word or phrase of course well i mean growing up i used to be groups on records and it it came into kwa studios then highly spiritual music. Uh, I didn't actually have any. I just had highly spiritual music one day when I woke up from my bed. I had highly spiritual music. Pour your record label in your studio, highly spiritual music. And then I just obeyed. And so uh, perhaps I prayed about it and the Lord gave it to me after my sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whether, whether it was, uh, you know, you know, but I'd, I'd love it if highly spiritual, uh, the purpose of highly spiritual music is to win souls. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to do that. I, and, and I'd love to do that to the core. But you, you used to have um, a different, uh, shall I call it, an I, 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 online identity or on-air identity. I, I, I'm trying to remember that now, but it was something in the sense of, I mean, you, you mentioned Kewa. Yeah, and I, then somewhere I along, somewhere... I don't know what I for talking. Yes, and then you, you moved it on to highly spiritual. Highly spiritual, yes. Why why the switch? Um, for for me, it's, I mean, I've always uh, I've like like I said, I've been doing this for twenty one years, and my strategy every time is rebranding. I've always rebranded, like in the gospel fraternity. I realized that the beats in the gospel music were going one way. It's either it's reggae or some high life filled with some local guitars and some brass and stuff like that. And then I said, no, let me put, put up a change in this. Let me let me transform this totally. And that's when I began to work with people like Dana, Dana Hamilton, Ahima Messi. I think Ahima Messi was the first one I tried with. Uh, okay. I said that. Uh, uh, wow, okay. Yeah, that song, you know, you know. And after I've been writing that song also. So then moving on to then Hamilton's uh, morning view and all that. So I've always uh, believed that to stay relevant, you have to be dynamic. So that's why sometimes I I do that. So somebody's asking whether I'll change highly spiritual into something else. I'm still believing God. But, you know, it's just for, for rebranding sake. 